Welcome to church. There's a showward assembly, an exciting congregation of God's people, under the pastoral care of Dr. Dennis Eng and his amiable wife, Pastor I.T. Our mission is to raise champions who are passionate for God, winning in life and changing the world. Our vision is to be a growing community of worshippers and ministers from every tribe and tongue, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Showward, raising champions. Beloved, let me begin teaching this morning by declaring to you that it is the will of God for you to prosper. Prosperity is God's will for you. You had ever wondered, is it the will of God for me to prosper? I want you to know that it is the will of God for you to prosper. Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That translation says, I pray that you may prosper. I, I wish above all things, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. It is not enough for you to prosper in your soul. It is the will of God for you to also prosper in your business. It is the will of God for you to prosper in your finances. From this scripture, it means the prosperity of the soul lays a foundation for business and financial prosperity. Salvation is holistic. God does not only save you from sin, God also saves you from poverty, just like he saves you from disease and sickness. Are you with me? Just like he delivers you from the curse. So, God's will is that as your soul prospers, your business should also prosper. Your job should also prosper. Your finances should also prosper. Can you say, I will prosper? In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm number 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad, O favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be glorified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. How many people are serving the Lord here? Let me see you. Are you serving the Lord? How many of us are serving the Lord? The Bible here says that God takes pleasure in your prosperity. God delights in your prosperity. God is excited when you prosper. Amen. You know, Jesus was the one that said, which of you early parents, early fathers, if his son were to ask him for bread, will give a stone. If your son were to ask you for a fish, you will not give a serpent. If you, who are carnal in nature, who are not good as human beings, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father? How much more will he not give good things to those who ask of him? Glory to God. You know the way human beings are? Please can I have the other microphone?
Hallelujah. Okay, praise the Lord. Human beings know how to give good gifts to their children when they ask. How much more God, who is your heavenly father? How much more God, who is better than any human father? You know, as human beings, that when our children do well, we are excited, right? If your son comes back from school or your daughter comes back from school and gives you report card and you find A, 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 how do you react? You get excited. Oh, that's my son. Come on, give mommy a hug. Oh, give daddy a hug. Come on, give daddy a high five. You're excited, right? Why are you excited? Not because you pass any exam, but because your son is doing well. Is that right? Same way you drive your beautiful car back home and then your mother sees it. If you have never seen that scene before, watch the home video. They will come and hold the car. Hey! Oh! Is this my son? Oh, is this my son? As if they will carry the car. And they will come and lie down there and they will start a song. And they will, they will dance. They will dance. They will dance. Why? Because you brought a car home. You have built a fine house. Your dad comes and then enters your house and says, is this your house? Say, daddy, yes, this is my house. My own son's house. Say, bring water for me to drink first. Go and bring wine for your father. My son has made me proud. Please, can I announce to you that when you succeed, God is that proud. God is that excited about you. Is somebody here? Every father is delighted by the advancement and the prosperity of his own children. And God is not an exception. Can I then say to you that when you don't prosper, God is sad. God is displeased. If God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, if God is delighted and excited when we prosper, what do you think happens when we don't prosper? God is grieved. God is unhappy. God is ashamed. And that is why we must prosper. Can somebody say, I must prosper? Declare again, I must prosper. Look at the environment of prosperity that God created for the first man. It is called Eden. You know the meaning of Eden? Pleasure. So Eden was a garden of pleasure. God's will is that you live in a garden of pleasure. Everything Adam needed was available. Everything he needed to be comfortable was available. That is the will of God for his children. He did not have to beg. He didn't have to borrow. Everything was available in abundance for Adam. That is the will of God for you. That is why you must prosper. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 8. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your storehouses. Can somebody say amen to that? I like it. It talks about storehouses. We can actually talk about bank accounts. Is that right? You know, those days, um, this was an agrarian time and, you know, agricultural environment, so they had storehouses for their different goods. So there, where do we store the things we have? Bank accounts, accounts, 
stocks and shares. Glory to God. So God will command his blessing on your storehouses. Amen. You have shops. You have business places. God will command his blessing on your warehouses. Oh, come on. I think that, that ties in there. Can you get that? Your storehouses. Your warehouses. God will command his blessing on your warehouses. On your storehouses. On your bank accounts. And in all to which you set your hand. And God will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord will establish you as a holy people. Take note of that. That God blesses you does not mean you cannot be holy at the same time. That God blesses you is not certifying and allowing you to remain or become unholy. After God has blessed your storehouses, after God has blessed the work of your hands, God indeed will establish you as a righteous, as a holy people. Can someone say hallelujah? Just as they are sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways. The next verse. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of of the Lord and they shall stand in awe of you. <laughs> they shall be afraid of you. You know, people can see God bless you and they become afraid of you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. They will wonder what manner of boy is this? What manner of girl is this? Look at the girl who just watched this boy and God has lifted him so much. God has blessed him so Look at his companies. He's employing hundreds of people and yet he left school five years ago and they become afraid of you. Can somebody say hallelujah? Maybe they think because you've not gone to school you'll not amount to much and then they see you that God just blesses you. God takes over your life and God so establishes you and prospers you that even those that have gone ahead of you begin to serve you and they become afraid of you. That will be your story. I said that will be your story. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Can you say plenty? Oh come on you didn't say it well. Say plenty. Say it again. Plenty. Prosperity has to do with plenty. <laughs> Some of us are used to scarcity. But God will move you from scarcity to plenty. Glory to God. There are people that have but they just have enough to pay bills. That is why the theme of this year's access to wealth is more than enough. God is going to move you beyond scarcity to plenty. God will grant you plenty of goods. God will grant you plenty of goods. Plenty of money. Plenty of houses. Plenty of cars. Plenty of all the good things of life. Can somebody say hallelujah? In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground in the land which the Lord swore to your father to give you. Next verse. 
The Lord will open to you his great good treasure. Can you read this with me, everybody? One, please read. Let me hear you read loud. I'm not hearing you very well. One, please read. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The Lord will open to you what? His good treasure. That is why your prosperity comes from the good treasure of God. God's good treasure is the source of your wealth. So God will open to you his good treasure which is not tied and dependent on the Nigerian economy. Even if it is 1,000 naira to a dollar, it does not matter. God will still open to you his good treasure. Please, your fortune is not determined by the economy of your nation. Your fortune is determined by God's good treasure in heaven. Is somebody here? So God will open to you his good treasure. The heavens to give you rain. The rain to your land in its season. And this was, remember, an agrarian society. And they needed rain on their crops, rain on their land for it to be fruitful. Whatever you need to become fruitful, the Lord will pour it on you. Amen. I say whatever you need to prosper, God is going to bring it to your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And to bless all the work of your hand. I love the last statement. He said you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow. Lift up your hand and say, I shall not borrow. Say it again, I shall not be a debtor. I shall not borrow. I shall be a lender to nations. I shall be a lender to nations. Beloved, for you to lend to nations, not a nation, but nations, you must come to a place of monumental wealth. And that can only be possible by the finger of God. It can only be possible by God. And the Bible says, it is God that lifts the poor from the dust and the beggar from the dunghill and causes him to sit with princes, even the prince of his own people. God can take you from where you are today. Please listen to what I'm about to say. God can take you from where you are today and in few years, even you will not recognize yourself again. I said in few years, you will take a look at your picture and you will just fall on your face before God. It is Peter, after he labored and his efforts came to nothing, went from the same place of failure, he caught so much fish that his nets began to sink. He had to give out to his neighbor and yet, it filled all the boats. 
he fell down before Jesus and said, depart from me because I don't deserve this. I'm a sinful man. The prosperity of God will humble you. I don't think you heard me. I said the prosperity that God will bring to you will humble you. The prosperity of God will humble you. Beloved, when your prosperity comes by your labor and by the work of your hands, by your skill, you have something to be proud of. You have something to boost up. Please, can the ushers help me pick this? Please, when you want to come drop an offering, put it in the box. Can somebody, come on, help me. Help me pick this. Put it in the box. When your success, when your business success, when your financial success is a product of your skill, you can boast. And please, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with skill. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with effort. But you can beat your chest and say it is because of me. But you can have the amount of success that even you yourself can't explain it. Because you yourself can't understand it. I declare that such monumental wealth will locate someone here. If you dare to believe God, I declare that God will change your life forever. I say God will change your life forever. God will change your life forever. God will change your life forever. What does God need to do? He just moved the decimal points in the zeros of your life. He moves it right. Are you with me? He keeps moving it right. If you're earning 10,000 and he moves it one step right, how much will that become? And he moves it right. Moves, keeps moving it right. Is somebody still here? And when, as he keeps moving in right and the zeros multiply, commas begin to come in. In between the figures and the zeros. It is coming to someone here. I said it is coming to someone here. It is coming to someone here. It is coming to someone here. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says God blessed Abraham so much. That two of them, himself and, and his nephew Lot. That the city could not contain them. That is why his headmen began to fight. Because they were so blessed that, can you imagine you and maybe one other person being so blessed that Lagos becomes too small for your prosperity? Is somebody here? In case when we talk about a, a series on financial and business prosperity, you begin to think... <laughs> Me, I know God has blessed me already. Um, I know maybe that doing for the unemployed. Maybe you think for those that don't have car, for those that don't have a house. Please, I want you to place yourself in this scripture and see whether you have weighed very much. How many nations can you lend to? Can you lend? Can Republic of Bene come to borrow money from you to survive? Can your village even depend on you? Some of us can't even take calls again from family members. I mean, because even the family can't depend on you. Talk less of nations. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? But the Bible says God will bless you so much that you will lend 
to nations. You will lend to nations. You will lend to nations. My heart cry is that God will prosper you beyond measure. Beyond your imagination. If you have a good job that pays you a salary, fantastic. But that is very far from where God is taking you to. If you have a good car, fantastic. But a car or two or even three, that's so far from where God is taking you to. Maybe you've been able to build a house in Lagos. Wonderful. Some of us have not even gotten there, but that is very far from where God is taking you to. Can someone say hallelujah? Do you know there are people that don't queue in banks? Sister Joy has been working in the bank. Sister Joy, is it true that people that bank goes to their house? Sister Joy, some people don't come to the banking hall to queue. The money they are discussing is not for the line. You don't stand in line. You stand in, in the line when you are not rich. Anybody you see standing in the banking hall is broke. It's a poor man. When you have money, you sit in the manager's office and they give you tea while they are processing your papers. Sister Joy, am I talking the truth? Before you go to the bank, you call the manager and they ask you, sir, when are you coming? When are you coming, ma? And as you go, they usher you straight to wear a comfortable seat, fully air-conditioned, they give you magazines to read, serve you tea while they process your check. Some people are quarreling, bank is very bad. You wait for five hours. It's because your money is small. <laughs> your check is small. That's why you're waiting there. Some people will call you, sir, do we bring the money to your house? Some of us were abusing people that Bullion Van was visiting them. Bullion Van can visit you. If you grow enough to accommodate Bullion Van in your compound, it can come. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. I pray God for rich people in this church. And I can confess to you that from available record, we don't yet have them in practice. Except that I see them by faith. And when I see by faith, I see you becoming that wealthy. Come on, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? But you see, I'm looking forward to a time when one person's check will be not less than 10 million. In one month, I see a check of 10 million. And I don't see that check of 10 million from one person. I see four or five people write checks of 10 million. The other one, five million. The other one, two million. When we talk of check of one million, those will be like for the general people. Per month, not per year. Receive it now. I said receive it now. Receive it now. If you're paying a check of 10 million, how much do you have to pay a check of 10 million? Come on, can I hear? I mean a, a tithe of, of 10 million. How much is that? That means you are earning not less than 100 million in a month. By the way, I want to see that happen. Part of why a lot of, if you're not tithing, please can I say this to you and hear me very well. The reason you're not tithing is because you are poor. The poor doesn't tithe because the poor will find every argument 
that will support their not tithing. Because they have a sense of lack. You feel that if you tithe, you're losing. Come on, are you with me? You're already having a scarcity mentality in your head. So you are poor. No, I'm not abusing you. I hope you're hearing me. You're in your head. You're poor. So you can part with, with 10,000 naira tithe a month. If you cannot pay tithe of 10,000 a month, how will you pay a tithe of 10 million? I receive. I receive. Begin with paying the tithe of 10,000 before you receive to pay tithe of 10 million. Because if you cannot pay 10,000 naira tithe, you're poor in your soul. I need freedom. Hmm. Is somebody still here? <laughs> prosperity is a good thing, my friends. Can you say prosperity is good? Can you say money is good? No, say it, say it like you mean it. Okay, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor money is good. Money is good. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it's good to prosper. Who said I know? Who knows? You, you know money is good. Money is a good thing. Oh. <laughs> money is good, my friend. See, money makes your life colorful. Prosperity allows you to live your life in colors, not in black and white. There are people that are living their, their lives in black and white. But you can live your life in colors. Oh, come on. Is somebody hear what I say? And the beauty of prosperity is not the money in your account. It's the choices it delivers to you. Prosperity delivers choices to you. In fact, another way of putting that is that, is that prosperity gives you freedom. Freedom. And there cannot be freedom without financial freedom. There cannot be freedom without material freedom. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? If you don't have the freedom to live life on your terms, then you're not free. You should have the freedom to do what is right at every point in time. Go to where you want to go. Eat what you want to eat. Live where you want to live. That is freedom. The Bible says of you know, the people of Egypt, Israel, from the land of bondage, he brought the people out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among them. He brought the people out with what? Because until silver and gold is in your hands, you're not completely free. And the Bible says, whomsoever the son has set free should be completely free. So you have freedom. Freedom to dress the way you want to dress. To buy what you want to buy. To live where you want to live. For your children to go to school wherever they need to go to school, you should not be limited by your bank account. Are you with me? A lot of people that live in face me, I slap you. It's not because they like it. They don't have the freedom to live anywhere else. 
when you go to look for a house and they hit you the annual rent, where you live, if you don't have money, is not going to be determined by you. It will be determined by what you have. Come on, did somebody hear what I'm saying? Somebody says, why do you live in this kind of place? That's what you can afford. Are you with me? That's what you can afford. If you want to travel from here to Abuja and you have money, you decide whether to drive there in your air-conditioned car or to fly. And if you want to fly, you choose whether to fly business, whether to fly economy. It is your choice. You can choose to fly economy, but that's your choice. Sometimes you just want to be among the people. One poor fellow said, it doesn't matter whether it's first class or economy. After all, they will arrive at the same time. And I said, that is the poor man talking. Poverty talking. Do you know the beauty of flying first class and business class? It's not in the seat, it's in the company. Oh, come on, I don't think you heard me. Do you know that you can make a business contact sitting in first class cabin with the movers and shakers of society in one hour than you would make in a lifetime? It's not. You can as well go by bus. In fact, you can go by night bus. But the people that travel by night bus will not improve your life. They will not improve your life. When you go to the airport and sit in VIP lounge, it is not because there is anything wrong with the general hall. It is that as you sit in the VIP line, the next neighbor you sit with might be the governor. And what have you paid for the VIP lounge? 2,540. But the poor things, that is a lot of money. Life is about choices. And it is prosperity. Oh, come on. Is somebody hearing what I'm teaching? That delivers the choices into your hands. If I wake up, maybe I want to go to bed and I think I want to drink Gary. So Gary and groundnuts. You can go. And do you know if you're, if you're comfortable? Um, Idowu comes to my house. And Ejiro. If I'm soaking Gary in my parlor with ground nuts and you come, I'm not going to run. Because you know I can afford to eat more than that. But do you know, if you have been sentenced by poverty to drink Gary, already you are ashamed. So if you hear pram pram at the door, the Gary and the ground nuts disappear under the chair. You clean your mouth like you have never seen Gary before. That is because... <laughs> You're not drinking Gary as a choice. If I'm drinking Gary as a choice, I'm not ashamed. When you come, I invite you to join as a bring spoon. Oh boy, you they like Gary? This is, oh, what is it? You want salad? They can bring it for you. But this is African salad. I enjoy this one. Is somebody still here? Choices. The other day, I went to look for admission for my daughter. Went to a school. Beautiful school. Stadium there. Swimming pools, two of them. Gym, fantastic. Classrooms, wonderful. Four in a room, beautiful scenario when they brought the fee. Captain. I understand why the poor don't go to good schools. Poor people. The children, they look for, look for some backyard school. And, and that's okay. If you cannot afford it, don't go to take loan for your children to go there. But it simply means that you have been limited by your income. 
And that is not liberty. That is not freedom. You don't have choices. By the time they said the school fee, everything for starter is almost two million. You now know that you need to believe God. In fact, when we were in the principal's office, the principals turned to my daughter and said, congratulations, now go home and pray for your father. <laughs> Principal is asking for prayer, raising a prayer point, because she knows. <laughs> and then you have four of that. You have three of that in school. That is why poor people that have many children end up raising area boys. A poor fellow that has six children is destroying society. No, I don't think you heard me. You're destroying society because you can't afford the education. They'll drop out of school because you can't afford it. That's why you must prosper. Lift up your right hand and say, I must prosper. Say it again, I must prosper. Declare again, I must prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wow. My time is running so fast and I'm enjoying this, my teaching. Just wait with me or I've not finished. <laughs> is someone enjoying this with me? Are you getting blessed by this? I want to inspire, I want to challenge you and I want to bring impartation of the grace to prosper upon you as we break bread today. When Satan wants to ruin your life, ruin your dreams, ruin your marriage, one of the things he does is to attack your finances. Do you know we carry lots of potentials? You have great dreams. The reason a lot of people cannot achieve those dreams is because they don't have the resources. Please, can someone relate with that? They don't have the resources. That is why they can't achieve the dreams. And some people, when the enemy wants to ruin your marriage, he sees how he can attack your finances. Some people say, no, no, no problem. If you love each other, it doesn't matter. When you say that, I can just guess your age. At 16, you think that love is everything. You think that emotions, the moment you just feel for the man, oh Lord, when I just see him like this, I'm not the same again. You must be 22. <laughs> By the time you become an adult, you realize that love itself must be financed. Are you with me? Love is good, but it must be financed. You need to service love. Do you know a woman is a costly and priceless jewel? Every woman needs maintenance. That is why women of, of poor men are ugly. I've said that no woman is ugly except the wife of a poor man. Because the man can't even afford attachment. You ask the man to give you money for attachment. Say, how much? Say, 50,000. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> that is cheap attachment, now. Nah. That one is bent down. Real attachment goes beyond that. Are you with me now? Goes beyond that. I turned and asked a man the other day, what's the size of your wife's shoe? He laughed. I hit me. I said, you know, I've never asked before. That's because he has never bought her one. Beloved, life is more than feelings. Marriage is more than feelings. 
Someone say, no, it does not take money to have a good marriage. Who told you? It takes money to enjoy your marriage. Can I submit to you in case you don't know? As a marriage counselor and as your pastor, I can say to you that the cases of marital collapse that have known in the last 10 years, two-thirds of them, they have been because of financial crisis. I can say poverty is at the root of it. Is someone hearing what I'm saying now? Sometimes it's the insult that came after the argument on money. And that is why they bring for settlement. But the root of it is that there was no money. The man is talking. The woman is replying because ground no level. Things are not going well. When a man provides for his wife, you know, my, my pastor friend was telling me the other day, a man was saying, if you see how Sister Nkechi honors and respects her husband, huh? my wife has never respected me that way. So the pastor asked the man, do you know what Sister Nkechi's husband does for Sister Nkechi to worship him like you're talking about? Water has passed under the bridge. It's not for nothing. <laughs> Is somebody hearing what I'm saying now? When, listen to this. When you have an inversion of God's arrangement in any marriage, there will be trouble. If the wife is paying house rent, the wife is buying the food, the wife is paying for children's school fees, the wife is paying for even the comfort, the chair you sit down, there's going to be trouble. Even from the best of women, I can tell you that. So men, we must make money. Is, is, is any man hearing me? I say, we must take our place. <laughs> These women will not overthrow us. <laughs> they would. Robinson, they cannot. We refuse. We resist. In Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. That's why it's good to prosper. A man was playing with his wife and he hit her oh, with a bundle of 10, 10, 10 1,000 Naira notes. 500 Naira notes. Hit. Oh, the woman laughed and fell on the ground and put the money in her back. Yes. Bundle of, you know, a bundle of 500. How much would that be? Eh? A bundle. 50,000. A bottle of 1,000 Naira notes. How much would that be? That's what they were playing with. Games. <laughs> and one fell on the ground and took the money, put it in her bag. So. <laughs> so a man said, ah, look at how the man is slapping his wife. And the wife does not mind. So another man said, do you know what he is slapping her with? Go and try that and you will know that hell has no trouble. They don't slap her with your bare hand. Any woman that is slapped with 10,000 Naira note, 100,000 Naira note, 50,000, will laugh like that. Don't slap her with bare hand. There will be trouble. Is someone still here? <laughs> Can you lift up your hands? Say, I will prosper. Say again, I will prosper. 
The Bible says God will fill your mouth with good things and renew your youth like the eagles. Do you know that prosperity keeps you young? Hey, come. Is somebody in church now? Prosperity makes you look fresh. I find out that those who are poor look older than their age. Every one of them. They look older than their age. When you eat good food, there is renewal of your cells. And you look younger. Glory to Jesus. You look younger. Sometimes I stand with my classmates. And I say, if you say that, that I'm that man is my junior, they won't believe it. Wrinkles all over his face. He's looking like he's 10 years my senior. And yet he's not. Poverty is a bad thing. May you not be poor. I said, may you not be poor. May you not be poor. In the mighty name of Jesus, prosperity is your portion. I said, prosperity is your portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 13 has the story of a woman with the spirit of infirmity. The Bible says, Jesus finds her in the temple and said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. And she was loosed from that moment. But listen to me. What is the spirit of infirmity? The spirit that is behind sicknesses, diseases, and affliction. So it means that you can have somebody who is sick with ulcer, who is sick with cancer, who is even sick with fibroid, who is sick with arthritis, and yet the root of it is not medical. It is spiritual. Is somebody with me? It means that if you treat it only with tablets and do not deal with it from the root, that fellow will not be well. Many times you find Jesus finding the deaf and the dumb and the Bible says Jesus will cast out the spirit from them. So you find that there could be a spirit behind dumbness, behind deafness, so he did not need to do a surgery but cast out a demon. Can I submit to you that in that same way there is the spirit of poverty. There are people that are afflicted with the spirit of poverty. They can labor. They can walk from sun up to sundown. They can wake up early, go to bed late like the Bible says, eating the bread of sorrow and yet they come to nothing. They can get a job and lose it in a twinkle of an eye. They can be overqualified and yet nobody employs them. That means the spirit of poverty is following them. Please, is somebody with me? Some people will tell you, I don't know what I do with my money. There is a spiritual problem. But today, the Lord will set you free from the spirit of poverty if you have one. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Poverty is not a sign of holiness. Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he was poor. The rich man didn't go to hell because he was rich. You can be poor all you like. Live in hell on earth. And yet you're not holy. You're not holy. In fact, I, I even think that it is very difficult to be poor and holy at the same time. 
I think so. Do you know why I think so? Poor people are very envious. Do you agree with me? Poor people are very envious. Envious people. That's why poor people, when they see someone drive a good car, thief. Thief. Useless man. Do you know what they do? Because his heart is wrong. Are you with me? Poor people are, they don't even have a good heart. That is why they can't give to people. Because somehow the spirit of greed has taken hold of their lives. Poverty is a bad thing. So you cannot be poor and comfortably holy, serving the Lord with a good heart. No wonder witches multiply among the poor. Modras multiply. Listen, if you go to low-grade people, if you go to where people live, face me, I, I slap you, immorality multiplies them all. Immorality multiplies among the poor. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And that is the truth. That's why you must not remain poor. That a man doesn't have clothes to wear does not mean he's holy. Holiness is a thing of the heart. It's not the appearance. Man looks at the outward. So don't judge that people that are wealthy must be crooked. People that are wealthy must be unrighteous. That is not correct. The Bible says of Job, he was a man that feared the Lord. He was a man that hated evil. But yet, he was the richest man in the east. That scripture I read, Psalm number 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandment. Verse 3 says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness endures forever. So you can be wealthy and righteous. Can you say, I will be rich and righteous? Say it again, I will be rich and righteous. I'll be rich and righteous. God is a source of wealth. God is a source of wealth. There are people that say, hey, but there are people that don't know God and yet they become prosperous. That doesn't mean that we must leave the fact that God is our source. I don't know what is their source, but for every child of God, God is your source. Everything you receive you must look up to God. People don't have a problem with our coming to be healed. They have a problem with our receiving the grace to prosper. And they tell you, ah, Dangote does not go to church and he becomes rich. So why would God prosper us? It's like saying, oh, if I believe God to give me a baby. Say, it doesn't matter. Eh, some people don't go to church and they have babies. That people don't go to church and they have babies does not mean that God does not give babies. That people that don't go to church may not get sick. You say, ah, there are people I have a neighbor. He worships an idol and he doesn't get sick. So, that means I shouldn't look to God to sustain my health. That is argumentum non sequitur. It doesn't make sense. Stupid, bad logic. Beloved, God is our source. Can someone say Hallelujah. God is your source. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, for you know, no, no, no. Um, God is able to make all grace to abound towards you. That you always have all, having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Can you say I receive abundance? 
Say, Lord, I receive abundance. Say it again, Lord, I receive abundance. Lord, I receive abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, let me wrap this up by talking about the covenant as we get to break bread together. If God is our source, he deals with us according to covenant. God does not deal with humanity outside his covenant. So if God is going to bless you, God is going to give you financial liberty, then you must relate with him according to covenant. What is a covenant? A covenant is, in our kingdom, is a promise of blessing made by God to you, which cannot be broken, is irrevocable, is immutable, and is sealed with an oath. Glory to God. Seal with an oath. As a matter of fact, not only is seal with an oath, by reason of the dynamics of the blood covenant, every covenant is sealed by blood. Every covenant is sealed by blood. And a covenant with God is sealed by the blood of his only son, Jesus Christ. And because of that, that covenant cannot be broken. God is the one that said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter whatever is spoken from my mouth. So God is bound by his covenant. Can someone say hallelujah? God is bound by covenant. God is bound by covenant. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 18. For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could not swear, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he did what? He obtained the promise. For men in this swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Verse 7. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. Confirm it by an oath. Verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Amen. We know our hope will not fail. We can bank on God's promise. Because God cannot lie. He is under oath to bless you. He's under oath to prosper you. Can someone say hallelujah? Let me read you the provision of the covenant in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. Can you read this with me everybody? One please read. Can you read that and put your, your name there or put yourself there? Me, right? That though he was rich, yet for my sake. Come, come, go ahead. For I know. You know the transaction of the covenant is that though Jesus committed no sin, it became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. 
That is the basis on which we get saved. Just by believing that. How do we get healed? By covenant. That he took our sicknesses. He took our diseases. He bore our weaknesses. And by his stripes, we were healed. How do we get ourselves free from the curse? Bible says he became a curse for us, as it is written. written Cursed is every man who hangs on the tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through faith. That's how we set ourselves free from the curse. The same way we set ourselves free from poverty. You know the grace that was upon our Lord Jesus? That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, just like he became a sin. Just that he became a curse. Just like he took our sickness and our diseases. He became poor. So that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Just like you became righteous. Just like you became healed. Just like you became blessed. Is somebody still here? Glory to God. Please listen to this. It has nothing to do with your bank account. It has nothing to do with the type of job you do. It has nothing to do with the nature of your business. It has everything to do with the covenant. It has everything to do with the covenant. Please listen. Bible says you shall remember the Lord your God. But because it is God that giveth you the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant upon the earth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. God is interested in the establishment of his covenant. But for it to work, you must connect to it by faith. You must believe indeed that God has indeed prospered you by covenant. Many years ago before I could put food on the table, before I could wear clothes, before my life became better, I came to an understanding of this scripture even as a young man. I can't forget it. I think it was 1986. By Awala Hotel or so in Bochester, I said to my wife, say, look at me. I don't care how I look. I can assure you I will never be poor. I took delivery of the promise of God because I understood it might be a matter of time but I will not beg, I will not borrow, I will not live at the mercy of anyone, I will prosper. I hope someone can do that today. Amen? It does not matter. You're going to sell yourself I will enjoy abundance. Where you are now is so far from where you're going. Please, let me say this to you and hear me. What you believe is more important than what you do. No matter what you do, if your belief is wrong, you will not prosper. No matter what you do, if you like have the best job in Lagos, if your mindset is wrong, you will not prosper. But if you believe right, it does not matter today, you may be squatting in this town. Today, you may not have a roof over your head. Today you may be trekking the express. Today people may ridicule and laugh at you. But as they watch you, your life will transform. Your life will line up with the word of God. And they will see it.
Can someone say hallelujah? As some of you, people have ridiculed you. People thought you wouldn't amount to anything. People think you're stupid. They don't know. It is because they are yet to see the manifestation of the covenant of prosperity in your life. And I declare that they will see it. I said they will see it. They will see it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Stand on your feet and let's pray. Showword Assembly is a Bible teaching ministry operating at different locations. Every Sunday by 9 a.m., we experience supernatural encounter with God as we worship Him and drink from the fountain of His Word. Every Thursday, we meet at 6 p.m. for teaching, prayer, and breaking of bread. If you need a church that will equip you to grow in the faith, empower you to succeed in life, and give you a platform to serve the Lord, Welcome to Shoreward Assembly. To learn more about us, visit shorewordassembly.org. Remember, with God, all things are possible. So expect a miracle today. And when you're coming for the next service, bring a friend along. Shoreward, raising champions.